Juggers are coming. Now, for those of you not familiar, listeners not familiar, in 1988, there was a film, little movie, directed by a renowned screenwriter. You've probably heard of him. He wrote such films as Blade Runner and Unforgiven. His name was David Webb Peoples, and he directed but one film, and that was, like I said, in 1988. Salute to the Jugger. It was also known as The Blood of Heroes. Uh, had a great cast, Vincent D'Onofrio, Delroy Lindo, Joan Chen, Hugh Keys-Byrne, Rutger Hauer, shot in Cooper Petey by Mad Max cinematographer. David Egby, the film, was a visionary and ambitious project that faced many challenges, and but it failed to find an audience. But the story of the film did not end there. Over the years, the film has gained a cult following and inspired a global community of fans who organised events and even created real-life sport based on the movie. However, the film itself remained elusive and unavailable in its original form. Through extensive interviews with cast and crew and celebrity admirers, the documentary explores the challenges and achievements of the visionary projects, was the enduring impact and influence on cinema and culture, and how the one sci-fi gem inspired a new generation of outsiders to band together to form a chosen family. Aaron McCann and Christian Angel, welcome. To Hello. Thanks so much for having us again. This yes, is fantastic to have you. Like I was telling you before we uh, before we kicked off, I was just scanning through. I was like, hey, I love the Juggers. Come to think of it, I remember when this came out on video, this had a very impressive one of those, what do they call them, clamshell case uh, uh, video covers. Does anyone remember? He's got it. Christian's got it. He's going back to Oh, we've, we both got a copy of it. Mine's it? just further away than Christian's. Do you have the embossed? Is it the embossed one? Yeah. Lost. Yes, there it is. It's a bit like that's how I first remembered it as well. Like trawling yeah. through the video stores when I was a kid and kind yeah. of seeing covered just and, pop and, out. And the and the copy that was at my store had seen a, a, a lot of wear and tear because the two uh, the two hands on there were scraped quite a bit. You know, that it wasn't in the best of condition, uh, as videos tended to be treated. Uh, not oh, they were loved. They were loved to death, like the old VHS. Like, yeah, loved to death. <laughs> they were very much loved to death. But this, this is incredible. So, I, I guess the first, the sixty-four thousand dollar question is: is how, when, where, why did you boys get to? I mean, get together first and decide what you want to go and explore. Uh, like, the blood of heroes, aka yes, salute. Yeah, it's the story. Um, Christian, you, you, yeah, I think so. It was really interesting how it occurred, actually, because I started a Juggers League in Western Australia about mm. six years ago. Um, I'm not involved in that league anymore, per se. It's sort of run by another group, but they play out at my event, um, Pox Eclipse, uh, which is like a Mad Max way, same thing, so across. Anyway, um, when I handed the game over, they started introducing rules from the T-shirt Jugger League, and I sort of took a little bit of offence to that, so I started writing a a guide book to um, show them how to play the game as closely to the film as possible so we didn't sort of deviate into that area. Um, I started piecing this book together and there was some pieces missing from the film. There was bits of information that I really wanted to get into this book so that I could make it as accurate as possible, which was mainly around the naming conventions of the players on the field. So I wanted to get in touch with Dave Peoples and ask him some questions. Hmm. Um, so I contacted a friend of mine, Melon Cornish, 
and said, oh, do you have IMDb Pro or anything so I can get in touch with Dave? Um, and he said, no, don't, but contact Aaron McCann. He's uh, all over that stuff. So I contacted Aaron and started telling him about the book and Aaron got really excited because he and another friend of, a mutual friend of ours, Travis Johnson, had previously been working on a treatment for a potential Jugger series uh-huh. um, and had been trying to get in touch with Dave and hadn't had any luck. So Aaron gave me the contact of Dave's agent and said, sort of, good luck. Um, I contacted Dave. And Dave was actually quite enthusiastic about the whole thing. His wife contacted me back and said, yeah, Dave would really like to talk to you about this. Um, what's your best number? And um, I supplied that and told Aaron and Travis, and they were very excited that Dave was contacting back. Yeah. And then um, I woke up one morning, had a, a voice message on my phone. Uh, Hi, Kristen, it's Dave Peoples here. Really interested in talking to you about this thing. So, you know, like uh, I got your message about the script. I asked him for a script because we couldn't find it anywhere online. Mm. And um, I've got your address, so I'll be sending that through to you shortly. And um, this is my number and um, reach out. And so sped all that back to the guys. And, again, we're all very excited. We're finally getting to read this script. And um, that came through in the mail. We just started a dialogue Um between well dave and i have started a dialogue for a while and then aaron said to me one day hey kristen you know that book that you're writing on it yeah it's like you this thing that you're doing because you contacted dave and now he's put you in touch with all these other people that Mm. like stuntmen and um you could probably do more than that book that you're working on i said yeah i could do a coffee table book or something you know like like really fill it out put photos and more information small christian you were thinking small small. (laughs) and then it was like Aaron and I was just like, hey, we could, we could, there's a documentary in this. And like, uh, we grew up on the film. Me, Aaron, and Travis were kind of like really frothing on the idea of showing this film to the world because a lot of people we talked to had never seen it, never heard of it. You know, what's this film that's by the guy that wrote Blade Runner that's got Joan Chen and Vincent D'Onofrio and Delroy Lindo and Rooker Hauer and Joan, you know? So that started, started us on our way. So we, started writing some um, pitch pitch decks and things and sort of submitted that to Screen West and they gave us a small amount of funding and we had to try and figure out how we we're going to use that funding to put it to the best work. And mm-hmm. so Aaron and I decided to, you know, go off with a very small team, me and him, with a yeah, camera and a microphone. And that's where it all started. And, uh, yeah, it was it sort of happened quite quickly, actually. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was quite quick and... Because because I was working with Travis on on a treatment, it was two very very different kind of like worlds, you know. And then kind of like joining us together was was kind of like I don't know, just like one of the film gods kind of coming together. You know, okay, like let's work on this documentary. So even coming up with the the idea for a documentary was so much kind of like work. Like, was it just going to be about the movie? Was it going to be about the movie and the sport? Was it going to be about the movie in the international sport? what's happened to all the people who were involved with it. And then it was very much like about David and David's sort of life and his career kind of leading up to that point. So sure. it's taken all these different paths and, and, you know, it, it wasn't until we, we tried for, for months and months and months to, to initially kind of like get a, a small amount of, of, of funding. And then it was sort of around, it was around this time last year that we kind of got the go ahead, but we didn't get on a plane to the States until February, wasn't it, Chris? 
Yeah, there was a few. There was there was a lot of stuff to work through. I think there was there that was COVID a, thing that stopped us traveling for a while. Yeah, there was COVID, and then there was like what are those forms that we had to fill out everywhere we went? Those things. Oh yeah, we had to do like a big international carne. So yeah, the carnes. So much gear. Yeah, figuring out what we could take and how how that would work with the costs of excess baggage and transportation. There was you know, and Aaron really came to the fore with his knowledge there as far as working out all the um all those technical details yeah the um, logistics of just kind of like bringing two or three people like around the yeah. place was hard enough because we shot in perth we shot in um well southern cross we've we went to melbourne we did sydney uh we're trying to get up to queensland to to interview a few people still waiting to get to cooper pd but then like the trip across to san francisco was sort of the big one and we still need to do new york as well to get the rest of the cast but we've interviewed so many people now and there's still kind of like obviously the the film goes international and and we want to get in touch with as many people that were involved with this as possible so it's been quite a journey to get to this point but we still got a bit of a way to go we're, we're very lucky in that in that time frame as well Aaron weren't we because of where Dave was at as well like with the moving hmm. and everything so we managed to catch Dave in his um digs that he's had since the 80s um, where he had quite a huge archive of jugger material. It's like it just blew us away the amount of stuff that he had kept filed away. Um, every day he'd bring little things out. Uh, one one day we went into um, the kitchen to um, to talk to Dave. We we're up preparing in the garage, and he had the clapper plate, uh, the clapper board sitting on the table, yeah. like just sitting there. So with you know, salute the jugger, you know, like nineteen eighty nine, and I was I just looked at it and I was just like my as big fans of this film, like because it is a great film, um, yeah. I don't care what anyone says. Like seeing little things like that just pop up, and we're like, "Oh my god, let's put that into frame." So we snuck it into the into the frame of the interview, and then walked down another day, and he had had he had one of the um, the makeup casts on the thing because the jug has actually got these uh, tattoos. They're a little bit hard to see in the VHS version, but if you've been to the league into the Red City, then you get a, a, a mark, and so it was a yeah, like a, a brand, with the, yeah. Yeah, for the um, prosthetics and like just stuff like that would just turn up. And after a while, he just invited us down into his storage room and he had pulled out all the archive boxes of material from the film. And some of the stuff we saw, like it was amazing that he kept all that catalogued the way that he did. So, yeah, it was lucky that we got there when we did. It was very lucky. He was shifting. He was in the process of moving. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. And a lot of that archival material is now sitting in an archive. Oh, yeah, best best place yeah. for it. Better than better better than the garden shed. Eh? It might yeah. it mightn't survive, uh, like like some of it deserves to. But that must have been incredible to sit down with the David Peoples of all people. It was <laughs> a yeah. There was one night where um we we. Aaron and I asked Dave if it would be cool if we just had dinner with him one night, you know, just sort of break the ice and everything. And oh. Dave ended up inviting over um, Anna Katarina, Joan Chen, um, and um, I Todd. just had a brain. Yeah, Todd Bogelhard came over um, and it was an amazing sort of, you know, meal at this table where we, oh, this story, man. So, like, at the end of that um, that dinner, we, where we had quite a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, Dave had a lot of wine that he had to get rid of. So um, at the end of that, he, uh, Dave said, um, oh, I want you guys to come down to the, the TV room, you know, anyway. 
So we were like, okay, what's going to happen here? And he took us down there and he put a DVD on and it was a full behind-the-scenes documentary on Slew of the Jugger that was filmed, like, you know, in 89. Yeah. And we just were blown away with what was filmed in that. And you see some excerpts of that in the yeah. um, presentation yeah. on Documentary yeah. Australia. Yeah. Yeah. So with... um sort of all that footage of Rutger sort of having a little bit of a Barney or or heated debate with yeah. Dave about where the story was going and um, uh, Vincent D'Onfrio sort of having found some success with his previous film coming into it and going like, oh, this is where I want to go and I've got to do it my way and all this kind of stuff. It was like a lot of heated stuff in that um, uh, doc. Which is, but I guess it's sort of like that's every film set as well. It is like, every film set. If we're working on enough, it's kind of like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah there's always kind of a heated, a heated thing. But it really is, I guess, like even from the story that we're trying to like bring out with the documentary, it's it's kind of shining a light on on this unseen gem, you know, as much as possible. Like yeah. there's no kind of like there's no big heroes or villains or anything like that. It really is kind of I mean, the film is about kind of sportsmanship and it really is sort of about showing, you know, yeah. this team that came together and kind of like made this amazing film in Australia at a, at a such a strange time and shooting yeah. in an old tobacco factory and then shooting in the middle of the desert and then kind of just Bondi picking, Beach. Bondi Beach, picking like Joan Chen to be like a, a lead in this film right after kind of her success in The, the Last Emperor and then kind of making her cut her hair and then that haircut went on to do Twin Peaks and kind of like, you know, her success kind of like blew up and just even finding these people who were involved in the films like, oh my God, you had such a career afterwards. And it's been like this really amazing sort of journey and talking to some amazing people and we can't wait to talk to, to more of them as well. Did you talk to Hugh Caseburn before he passed? No, that had happened quite a while before we started on the project. Yeah, um, both, both Luca and like- Hugh kind of passed. Yeah, incidentally, I did interview Hugh before he passed, and he did uh, bring up uh, the jugger in the interview. So, well, we um, might have to grab some of that from you, I think, if, if that's cool. If you're interested, I mean, yeah, um, I have a lot of respect for Hugh Keysburn. He's amazing. Even, even the work in Fury Road that he did, like just to have that final sort of um, comeback, was yeah. Yes. It was a glorious, glorious conversation, Tommy. A great story about Dennis Hopper because I asked him about the Mad Dog Morgan, even though he was there uh, a short time. And I said, of course, to you, did you meet Dennis? I did meet Dennis, you know. And uh, and he said, you know, we were in the back of the car and I had some hash, you know, a little bit of hash, you know, about the size of the top of my thumb. And, I, and, and Dennis goes, have you got any drugs? And I go, yeah, well, I've got this hash. And he... He leaned over and just licked it off the, you know. And I said, "Were you angry?" He said, "Of course." He took all my drugs. <laughs> oh dear. Yes, there's a lot of stories floating around about those Mad Dog Morgan times. But uh, yeah, that that he told a great story about um, Werner Herzog because he's any bloke I've ever talked to that, that had dealings with with Werner Herzog. <laughs> and he said, mm. all he could say was uh, he was very serious, but he's got a brother apparently. He's even more serious than he is. So there you go. I don't know about He's a that. serious man. Serious people, serious subjects. But this is um this is a seriously great documentary. And like I said at the top of the show, when I was scanning through and, and, and this just caught my eye and then I looked at the sizzle reel and of course saw the footage 
which you've already kind of answered the question. I was going, well, that looks like behind the scenes footage. Where did that come from? Why hasn't that been on like the, the DVD that's released? And of course, as is addressed in the Sizzle Rule 2, this film has never really been seen in its in its in its true uh format. I've got a DVD. It's still the uh, the four by three, poor old pen and scan, you know. Um, yeah. thing we've I- been trying and desperately searching for a widescreen everywhere. We went and bought laser discs we went and bought the japanese blu-ray which said it was widescreen we got a laser disc which said it was widescreen like we've tried to find any sort of widescreen version of this and we just can't find anything we know from talking to david Eggby, it was shot 185 um like uh, not scope obviously but still widescreen but yeah there's definitely we'd love to see the the full version of this thing kind of uh, come out no because i yeah, like- we- when you uh, when you showed it in the reel there, you showed some um, some comparison shots there of it, and I thought you know that would be uh, that would be incredible. There's so many there's so many films that sort of came out around this time that we've all seen on on VHS. That um, another one incidentally was Ricochet. Remember that Russell Mulcahy Ricochet? It's got uh, John Lithgow's the bad guy and uh, a very young Denzel Washington plays the cop, and rather than kill him, he like ruins his life. You know, he ties him up and makes him have sex with a, a prostitute and gives him the clap and sends him home with a clap to his wife and all that sort of stuff. Um, that's those still classic Australian films. <laughs> so, Ken, do you know this whole story about um, Waking Fright and how that sort of all went? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, we don't, won't, won't say too much, but we're sitting on a pile of research and um, we're hoping that when this documentary comes out, they will have something special mm. to come out with it. And okay. also we did film a audio commentary with um, Anna Katarina and Dave Peoples while we were over oh. there as well. Okay. So um, uh-huh. we're, we're, with the documentary, we're sort of collaborating with a few people to try and expose the film to a wider audience. And that, that's all we'll say about that, I think. And I think like once once we can really get the the funds together to to complete this thing, like hopefully we can get everything out to the public because it would be just amazing for for people to to kind of rediscover sure. this gem because it was it was very much kind of like dropped on a pile and in in much yeah. ways and kind of didn't get a great rap when when it came out. But it has like even Travis Johnson wrote an amazing kind of like thirty year anniversary uh, review of it Ooh. for the thirty. 30- and and yeah, it it stands up and holds up, and it has so many fans around the world. I mean, as as you saw with with uh, with Christian's uh, videotape there. I mean, it, it when it came out on video stores, I remember seeing that poster, and uh, of course the clamshell with the embossed. They go, wow, what is this? This looks good, you know, with the fists and the spiky hands. This looks, you know menacing and it was everything i mean if you like post-apocalyptic desert mad maxi and all that sort of stuff it's there in spades you've got rutger hauer you know uh what a shame he's he's still not with us to 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 be around to uh to to throw his two in two cents in you know Oh, he does have an amazing interview. Yeah, <laughs> he has oh. an amazing interview on uh, David Letterman, where he talks oh, about yeah. Salute when it when it was called Blood of Heroes in the states, and oh. and yeah, there's some stories within even within that short little grab that you can find online where he talks about riding his motorcycle around Cooper Pedy, and oh. yeah, it was uh, it's quite interesting. Okay, yeah. so the um the ultimate 
the ultimate goal, people get over to uh, it, his uh, documentary Australia. The Juggers are coming. Uh, now, th- this isn't like um, I've, I've, I've had a, a lot of sort of films that are uh, looking for funding. This isn't sort of, this isn't like uh, some of those ones where there's um, perks and stuff, is it? No, it's it's not like possible or Kickstarter or anything like that. So documentary Australia, it's 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 a it's a not for profit, and it basically makes makes documentaries around Australia. But any of the donations become tax offsets. So I guess the perk is that all donations, kind of over two dollars in Australia, become a, a tax offset. So right. if you do donate, then then that goes against your your tax offset for the following financial year. And every kind of cent and dollar, well, anything over two dollars, does help us kind of like get to complete this film and we we are still kind of attaching government funding obviously to this as well and and finding distributors so we're still going down a traditional path so it'll still very much be a traditional documentary but in order to kind of like secure it's you know it's expensive to make a documentary with so much archival material because you have to license all these this archival material so we're trying to go down a very kind of like traditional path with this and and get it out um to as many people as possible and hopefully kind of like we can we can get it out over the next year or so so that dave can uh can see his legacy up on the screen again yeah that's awesome i I just think it's so great that you got to sit and talk with him he's like one of my holy grails one of the guys i've always wanted to uh, he's so lovely to interview and 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 uh and never 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 met never managed to get around to it or <laughs> never knew anyone who knew you know how this business works it's it's all about who you know not what you know um but this is this is just i I've watched the sizzle reel multiple times. I've told friends already. I've uh, I've got I've got friends who are, are so into this movie, and I said, "Have you heard about this?" And they're like, "No, we haven't heard about this." So, hence the reason. Uh, and I'm glad that you both came on the show because I really want people to know about this. And uh, the juggers are coming. Get over to uh, Documentary Australia www.documentaryaustralia.com.au. You can check out the sizzle reel, even though we'll put this in the description underneath the episode. So check that out. Um, yeah, boys, look, this, everything that you're telling me is just so enticing and, and, and I just want, don't care how I want it now, but sometimes good things take time. I really thank you for uh, for enduring through COVID and, and whatever else, and I really hope people get out there and support this uh, this documentary any way they can, whether it's through this uh, through this forum or eventually when um, it, it comes out, uh, get out there and, and uh, get behind it. And if you're certainly fans of of Salute to the Jugger or the Blood of Heroes, um, <clears throat> as it's also known, yeah, this is um, this is a gold mine. We're sitting on a gold mine. We are. So it, it's this. Obviously, we we have been longtime fans of the Slither Jugger, mm. and what you're going to receive at the end of this journey is a lot of stories from a lot of people that have been involved or this has touched in some way. Mm. So there's a lot of we we found out a lot of people that have got some pretty amazing stories. Like when we discover the stories, they're amazing, and we want to present those. Um, yeah, it is, it's quite exciting because not only are we making this documentary about Dave's legacy, it's also sort of unearthing a lot of cultural things that have occurred since mm. and, and how it's affected a lot of people 
mm. you know, and, everywhere. Um, and like it's illustrated yeah, so. in, uh, in the scissor reel again, the uh, the sport. Uh, and, and I actually um, I, I actually reconnected with a friend that I hadn't talked to in a long time because after seeing the scissor reel, I remember him telling me he lives in the States and he said we were talking about salute uh, of the jugger and, and he said, you know, I'm actually part of a league where we get together and and do it. And I said, fair nickum. And I hadn't heard or thought about that for a long time. But then seeing this and seeing that you've also, that that's also part of this documentary, you're covering the fact that this sport is is fair dinkum and there are people that get, get together on a regular basis and hammer it out. Yeah, it, played, it played in 16 countries around the world. Mm. Um, it's got an international league. There's, I mean... There's there's definitely people who who play it as a calisthenic sport, you know, and it's very much you know that that type of sport. And then there are people, you know, like like the league that that um that Kristen's part of as well, who are playing it as this beautiful sort of exhibition match as close as possible to the original film and the original way it's sort of done. And I think it's like it's great to see these big communities sort of forming Ooh. around this film and and the yeah. culture kind of like keeps going. It also inspired an anime and. And um, and a manga, it's it it has its tendrils sort of out everywhere, and and that's sort of something that obviously in, at the time of its release, it was never really kind of like seen or seized upon. It was sort of like seen as this film that was like, oh, it's kind of a Mad Max sort of wannabe, but it really has like this beautiful story within it, and the people who worked on it uh, went on to do such incredible things, and are, are now the stalwarts of the Australian industry, and and I think it's. It's time now to very much like give them their dues and 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 say like you know this is an amazing like piece of art that that really needs to be revisited and and we need to thank all the people who were involved in it and has started this massive community. Mm. Well, look, I I applaud you and uh, we at Cinema Yugen applaud you greatly. Uh, certainly, not just for. Uh, bringing the audience great awareness and uh, all this wonderful material you'll have on uh, Salute of the Jugger, but also um, it sounds like a fascinating and also a great uh, portrait, sort of a long overdue portrait of, of David Webb Peoples, uh, Academy Award winner for Unforgiven, the man wrote Blade Runner. Um, I mean, yeah, it's just like I, I don't know why. Like, There's been so many films made about uh, prominent filmmakers and screenwriters in the last, uh, you know, ten years or so, and uh, he's he's a guy who's um, he's given some great. Oh, it's so many hits. It's like Blade Runner, Twelve Monkeys, Hero, uh, Unforgiven. He wrote yeah. Soldier with Kurt Russell. He he also had a an um, an Academy Award winning documentary about Oppenheimer. The producer oh. of of Jugger went on to produce the Oppenheimer movie. So it's kind of like, there are so many like amazing people who are tied into this. And David is an incredible screenwriter and his screenplays are just phenomenal and need to be like looked at and studied more. Oh, you yeah. need to get a digital archive of them really. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and why look, did and, Dave, why did Dave decide to make a post-apocalyptic sports film? You'll find out. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that's, that's, that's a question that's been burning a hole in my back pocket for, what is it? Thirty odd years now. Yeah, Why we'll do- answer it and more. He'll answer, we can- there you go. <laughs> and he'll answer it and more next week uh, on on the show. No, but uh, yeah, get over to uh, www.documentaryaustralia.com. The juggers are coming, but I think more than that is coming. What's coming is uh, 
like it says in the propaganda here, discover how a star-studded masterpiece was lost and found and inspired an international sport, but a whole lot more. It definitely sounds like they've got uh, more than just uh, a behind-the-scenes documentary on Salute of the Jogger here. Aaron McCann, Christian Angel, it has been an absolute pleasure, boys, to have you on Cinema Yugen. And I really, 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 I'm really, 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 really looking forward to seeing this. And um, more power to you, boys. So I'll be getting over to support them at www.documentaryaustralia.com.au. And I hope you will too. Gentlemen, well, thanks for having us, Cinema Yugen. Cheers. Yeah, thanks thanks for, for having us, Ken. Thank you, mate. And yes, get we over. We appreciate your enthusiasm. I've tried to be very enthusiastic, mate, especially about movies that I love and uh, documentaries. I tell you what, I tell you what, all of the documentaries I've really, 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 really wanted to see in the last, you know, handful of years have all been made by people like yourself. They are not coming from, uh, from from the from the big uh, shops. They're coming. Yeah. from the people who uh, really care about this stuff. And I think there's nothing better than a movie made by someone who really cares about the subject uh, that they're making the movie about. So my and we really care about the subject and we, and now we like really care about Dave. He's become like this, this big sort of granddad figure to us. <laughs> like right now, it's like we are always texting or he'll ring us at some weird time to just have a yarn. So yeah, it's great. That's incredible. I envy you greatly. As I envy you and I wish you well, the juggers are coming. Get over to www.documentaryaustralia.com.au and support the juggers are coming. My guests, Aaron McCann, Christian Angel, thank you once again for being on Cinema You. Can give them a hand. Yeah.